We are Transformation Church, where we represent God to the lost and found for transformation in Christ. Today's message is on release, where we are letting go of the things that hold us back and releasing every promise God has given us. We hope this podcast blesses you and leads you to a transformed life. Is anybody ready for the word today? Well, I want you to get out your notes and your Bible. We are starting week four of a vision series that we're calling Release. And um, if you're just joining us, we gather our faith around a word every year that that we believe God has spoken to us and that is going to set the trajectory for the rest of the year. And and, and some of you know, but we're on day 21 of our, oh, some A, some A. My God, there was a quicken in my spirit. Um, tonight um, will be the end of our fast and we're going to be able um, to go um, and, and see everything that we've believed God for and prayed for during this 21 days of prayer and fasting. I believe that we're going to see it come to pass this year. And I just believe my faith is that we will not have a repeat or a rerun of anything in the past, but God's moving us to something new. And, and, and part of that is us releasing. And, and, and God told us, he said, this is going to be the year that he's going to release us from the bondage, the place of bondage. He's going to release us of the, the mentality or the perspective of bondage. And he's going to release us into the promise of our blessing. And, and I really do believe that. And I believe all year, like, like release is not just this series. You're going to hear release all year. Even when we're talking about other things, this is the year of release and, and and so i believe that us being released god releasing in us what he wants to do is going to be a process and, and part of that god has a part to play and we have a part to play and it's so funny sometimes we want god to supersede us to do the miracle and he's saying i have to have you be a part of what I'm doing in your life. And so one of our responsibilities is to release, and I want you to write this down, stop holding. There are things that many of us have been holding on to that it's time for us to, everybody say, release. Yep, yep, uh-huh. You have attitudes that you need to release. You have anger that you need to release. You have people that actually hurt you that you need to release. You have dreams that you dreamed when you were 12 years old and then when you consulted God, he never gave you an okay about it, but you've still been holding on to dreams that don't have anything to do with your purpose and it's time to release. See, a lot of our frustrations aren't even frustrations from something we should even be thinking about. It's things that we made up without God and our plan without his presence is a problem. And there are things that you've been believing for and asking God for, and you need to release. And and, and I know, I know that a lot of us like holding those things because they've been, they've been what we know. They're so familiar. Like my, my, my knee jerk reaction is to get angry and cuss you out. Cause, and I appreciate her being honest because while she's being real, some of y'all are wearing a mask. And God can only bless who you really are, not who you pretend to be. And everybody say that God wants, everybody say truth. Truth. See, this is a cuss word in church because people feel like if I tell you the real truth, then maybe I won't be worthy of what God has, has done in my life or people will think different of me. But I'm saying the Bible tells us that the truth will set you free. Uh, And many of our freedom hasn't come because we haven't told the truth. Mm. What if your husband really knew the truth? What if your family really knew the truth? 
What if you were honest with yourself about what really happened and you started facing the truth? I believe the result would be freedom. And there are too many of us because we won't release the things that are comfortable to us, the things that we've been holding, we never get to experience what God has for us. But the title of my message today is what I want you to do and what I believe God wants you to do. Stop holding it. Stop holding it. I don't know what it is for you, but it has been keeping you in a place that God wants you to be released from. It could be unforgiveness and you've been holding it. Because your dad did leave you when you were a young person and it sucked to be raised without a father figure and you were looking to other people to be able to do it. But God says, now we're here and I do not want what happened in the past to paralyze you in the present. I don't want what did happen to be plaguing you then and it's still controlling you now. I need you to release. I know you were exposed to things at a young age that nobody should be exposed to. And I'm not going to sit up here and act like I know why everything happens. The only thing I know is that we live in a fallen world. And because we live in a world where sin is able to be a, 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 a real part of everyday life, that there's perversion and sickness and all these things. And I don't know why it happened. But God says, will you let me take your ashes and give you beauty? Because I'm the only one that can take a burnt up situation and make something beautiful. And many of us, God's begging us, let me have it. And we will not release. We won't stop holding it because we found protection in it. Because this is the thing that has kept us safe. We feel like us building walls has been protection, but we keep building all of these walls. And what we realize is the thing that we built to protect us now has us trapped in. The very thing that we said, because nobody will ever hurt me like that again, and this won't happen, and that won't happen, and I won't, and now we've been trapped. We can't move forward in what God has called us to do because we won't release. But today, I want to help you. Our part in this is to stop holding. And, and when you stop holding, you have to know that there's a time and a season for this. God took me to Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse six, and I'm going to read it in, in three different versions because I think it's going to help us uncover what we're going to have to do with our past pains, with our frustrations, with the issues that happened to us, with the things that happened that were unfair. I want you to see this. It says there's a time and a season for everything. And then it says there's a time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. Everybody say cast away. Yes. Then look at it in the NLT version. It says there's a time to search and a time to quit searching. Relationship advice. <laughs> and there's a time to keep and a time to, everybody say throw away. Throw away. So, so there's things that we've been holding on to that is saying we need to cast away. And some of them we need to throw away. And look at it in the message version. It says, there is a right time to hold on. And so many of us thought that, that we'd be holding these things for years. The unforgiveness, the bitterness, the anger, the people. We'll be holding them for years. He said, but there's another time to do like Elsa and let it go. Okay? It's time, or maybe let me say it a different way. Stop holding. And I know it's hard. 
I know it's hard to start doing these things because that means that I'm going to have to give over control. But God is saying through these scriptures, I need you to let those things that you've been holding on to, I need you to cast them away. I need you to throw them away. I need you to let it go. I need you to stop holding. But God, they don't deserve to be forgiven. He said, but it's killing you. And how bad do you want revenge? Do you want it to kill you or do you want me to take and fight your battles? And the problem is many of us think that if we keep holding these things, that somehow it's going to make everything better just in case they come back up, just in case this situation happens. And God says, I want you to trust me that my ways are better than your ways, that my thoughts are better than your thoughts, that, that I have a plan for you to prosper you that's not to harm you. And I want to move away from here, but I can't do it if you do not stop holding. And let me give you a practical example. Brent, could you come out here real quick? Because first Peter chapter five and seven, it says, give all your worries and your cares to who? To God. That means we got to cast it. Another, another version actually says that cast all your cares upon the Lord for he cares about you. And he was like, yeah, he cares. But then why? Why, why did I go through it? And see, what, what ends up happening is we, we come in and, and, and I, I want to say it like this. Life is a conglomerate of two different things. What happened to you, which you had no control over. There were things that happened to you, but it doesn't just stop there. It's what happened to you and then what you decide. And, and a lot of us, we only look at the past of what happened to us. And then we base all of our decisions on the fact of what happened to us instead of allowing God to transform us in this place right here, release the things and move to our, our, our next. And this is what happens. Life happens. I got offended because somebody did something to me that was wrong. And the thing is, we never release it because I can still function with my offense. And a lot of people are okay as long as they're able to function with their dysfunction. So as long as, as, as I'm a young man and I can get angry, that's fine. I still can do everything that I need to do. I still can clap if I need to clap. I can still punch you if I need to. I, I, I don't have full mobility of, of, of what I could grasp and touch, but I'm okay with, with keeping these things because I can still move. But what ends up happening is life keeps coming at you and you lost the job and you got caught up in perversion and there was a relationship that was not like God. Now what happens when you're carrying things you were never meant to carry and now God's telling you to release but this has become comfortable. Having frustration in my life, having anger in my life, blaming other people, it's comfortable. And so now instead of releasing things, I'm more accustomed to catching things. I take offense. Uh-huh. Like offense is thrown in the air. I don't dodge it. Ooh, I want it. I, I, want, I wanted that offense. I, I wanted to get that. And so then I go to the job where they undervalue me. And, and there's some big offenses, but then there's some little offenses that I start, I start catching. 
The people who talked about me on Instagram and, and the people in my family. Oh, yeah, I'm coming to your house today. Oh, no. Oh, no. And see, this is how crazy we look because we would rather chase an offense. We would rather, we would rather get down and pick up something that's insignificant because I didn't deserve to be treated like that. And they, they don't know who I am over here looking crazy. And what ends up happening is we spend our life focusing and trying to catch small offenses. And this is what most of us look like. This is what your soul looks like. And you're functioning every day and you're trying to go through life and act like God is good <laughs> and, and everything's all right. And this is what people see because I got to keep preaching. But now, oh no, 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 not, no, 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 not my, bro no, uh-uh, not my family. They never believed in me. I can't let that go. They didn't support me when I tried to step. I can't let that go. Nope. So I'm going to keep trying to function while holding everything that's hurt me and been a weight in my life. It's harder to do what's easy when you're holding things that you were never meant to carry. But look at Ephesians chapter 4. Because Paul, I like Paul. Because Paul is one of the realest, uh, I mean, I, he went through some real stuff. And, and, and he had a rough life. Like Paul was killing Christians. Let me just say it like this. Paul had a past. How many people in this room watching right now have a past? Lift your hands high. If you're watching, if you're watching in your living room, lift your hands. And if you didn't lift your hands, you're lying. <laughs> we all got a past. The question is, is your past still present? Because we call it the past, but if it really is the past, then it can't affect your present. And most of us have a past present. Because what happened to us in the past is still affecting us in the present. And what Paul is saying is, I got a past. I got a past probably worse than all of y'all. I was killing people. I was probably doing things with females that believed in Jesus. I was, I was talking down to people. I was doing all kinds of stuff. But look what Paul says to us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. And this is an HTL. This is a hard-to-live scripture. Because it sounds good when we read it, but it's hard to live this one out. Look what he says. He says, get rid or stop holding. Everybody say, stop holding. Stop holding. All bitterness. Whew. All bitterness. All rage. All anger. Hold on, Lord. All anger? Ain't there a little bit that I can keep? It says, get rid of all anger, all harsh words. Uh-oh. All slander. Well, I'm not just talking about them. I'm telling the truth. Mm. I'm just going gonna, gonna to say it. Because some of y'all are like, oh, he didn't get my issue. He did not get in my issue. Look at the rest of it. As well as... All types of evil behavior. Got them, coach. <laughs> it says you got you to gotta stop holding all of these things. He said instead. Everybody say instead. instead. That means there's a trade. That means you can release this 
and you can get something else. You can trade your sorrows for his joy. You can trade the spirit of heaviness for a garment of praise. You can trade. Everybody say instead. Oh, feel this thing. He says instead be kind to each other. Tenderhearted. Uh-oh, here's the big one. Forgiving one another. Hold on, God. You don't know what happened. You, you can't tell me to forgive them because they did not deserve to do that. And hear me when I say this. They didn't deserve to do it. And I don't know why. And I, I hate the devil. I hate things that have happened to people illegitimately and when they were young and when they didn't know. But this is the thing you got to realize. That battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. And you're holding stuff that's too heavy for your heart. You've been weighed down because you've had a fear of failure because your, your, your parents or your coach didn't believe in you. And God said, I'm bringing people around you to believe in you, but you can't even see it. Because you are stuck to a moment. And he's saying, you got to forgive these people just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Oh, no. You bringing up my salvation again? Because I remember who I was. Some of y'all can be faking here, but I needed God to forgive me. And, and the problem is the same forgiveness that we've experienced is the same forgiveness that we have to give. So what are you saying? I need to stop holding bitterness, stop holding rage, stop holding anger, stop holding harsh words, stop holding a revengeful, revengeful um, spirit, stop holding offense, stop holding unforgiveness. L let, me, let me help you. Let me help you really get this because I've been standing here with all of this stuff. But what ends up happening is life don't stop coming. So, so now I'm, I'm, I'm at Transformation Church, but there was a lot of cars getting in here today. And somebody cut me off. You mother blessing. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then I went outside to try to get some new merch, but the girl in front of me took my last size. And then I, 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 I was really trying, I was really trying to be here for all 21 days of prayer and fasting, but somebody made me mad. And then I called somebody who would always make me feel better. When I felt like God wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, I needed to feel love from somebody. And so I got this relationship on the side that I keep holding. Nobody knows about it. Nobody knows that I'm in my DMs. Nobody knows that, that I still watch this thing. I keep this, this subscription to premium channels just for those moments where I feel low. <laughs> and I keep holding things. And I'll be in a lowered position, a lowered position. Oh, no. And I'll be trying to chase after offenses. Could you, could you bring that to me? No, no, no. Just bring it to me, please. Could you bring it to me? What's your name? Megan, Megan thank you for helping me keep holding things. <laughs> She's like, I should have never came. But I promise you, you'll find friends who will help you hold on to it. You, you, ah, there are people who have been designed. Rob, come here, man. Yeah, 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 come here, come here. No, 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 no. It won't help unless you get close enough to me to keep me reminded of what happened to me. So many of us are walking around holding pain and frustration and hurts and we're being aided by people who are hurt too. 
And so God says, hey, I want some good things to come to you because I'm a God of grace. And when he sends good things your way, you can't even catch them. Because you're still holding on to everyone and everybody who hurt you. And you're saying, uh-uh, pastor, I did the 21 days of prayer and fasting. <laughs> you said to cast, and I want you to think about this, cast it, it, it's something where you have to get a little energy and you got to cast. Oh, okay. I cast this. One. Oh, thank you, Lord. I casted them, but I ain't casting this one because this is my uncle Bill and uncle Bill exposed me to stuff that's messed me up to this day. I can't forgive him, but, but I'm free enough to at least catch a good thing. So now God brings good things my way and I just praise the one good thing because I won't release the other things. And so I, I'm better, I'm better than I used to be. And then God throws another blessing your way and you can't catch it. And, and this is what Paul is telling us right now. He said, if you release what's in your hands, then God can release what's in his hands. And oh, somebody needs to thank God right there. And if you don't release what's in your hand, he would be an irresponsible father to try to throw something else your way. Uh, let me write it down. No, 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 no. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. I'm chasing this offense. My boss, I hate him. He don't deserve me. Uh-uh. My brother doesn't deserve my grace either. And my, nope, nope. Nope. Pastor Mike, why do you look so foolish right now? It's because we would rather grovel and chase things that are hurting us and hold on to. No, 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 no. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Not being cut from the sixth grade basketball team. You laughing? But that's the thing that made you stop trying. So you don't try anymore because you would rather not even try than to get denied. And God's saying, I need you in this year to release. Stop holding it. I have something better for you. Write this down. Release is God's desire, but my decision. Yep. <laughs> It's God's desire for everybody to be released, but you got to decide. Remember it said cast, throw, and, and some of these little things, literal offenses are easier to throw. Watch out. I'm sorry. I didn't hit that woman in her head. I apologize. It, look up. It's easier to throw the small things. It, it's, easy, it's easier to throw the things that look insignificant, but there's some things that are too close to my heart to throw. And that's why the Bible gives us different options. It says, you just need to let it go. Letting go doesn't take any more of my energy. It just takes me to stop holding what I have right now. And I believe in this year of release, God's not asking you to do some sexy big release where you're telling everybody, I've made some decisions. And if I don't answer your phone call, you one of them decisions. You know, y'all know how people do like, I'm off of the gram. If you need my number, call me. Like, what? It's because we're trying, to, we're trying to act like 
what we really need to do is based on how other people respond to it. But what God is saying is, I just need you to stop holding. Stop holding what you've been holding. Release is God's desire. But it's your decision. Somebody say my decision. My decision. Yep. And so that's why Paul comes to us and he's telling us um, so many different things. And it reminds me of Hebrews 12, chapter 1, where, where it says, Therefore, since we've been surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, let us, everybody said, let us. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially sin. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? That means there's weights that aren't sin that are holding you to the place you're in. And it says, let those weights go. He said, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before you. You got to understand when good things happen, when bad things happen, and I'm carrying all of these things and I want them to come from me and I'm getting little offenses and all of these different things that are happening in life and I don't really want them, but they're coming at me and I'm deciding to catch them. What ends up happening? I need everybody to see this. What you think you're holding is actually holding you. See, what you think is a defense mechanism for you is the very thing that's created prison walls for you. And if somebody told me to run at full speed right now, I could not run at my full speed, not because I can't run. It's because I'm holding things that hinder me from being my best. And many of you are functioning in life. And again, this is what your soul looks like. And, and, and oh my God, you're going to join the church and change your life and you're going to start serving. And they didn't pick you for a good service position. So now you're offended after you met God. What happens when your pain is not just from things you did in your past, but it's things that keep coming up right now and people don't see your value. Give me something big because, because I thought I would be able to, to be more and do more and now I'm offended and now you come into the house of God and you're holding stuff. And look what Paul said. He said, these things are holding you, <laughs> holding you back. And some of you are saying, well, Paul's just saying these things. He ain't never been through nothing. Paul got a past. And he has a past after he became a believer. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22. I got a paraphrase, but he starts telling everybody everything that he's been through because you think you have a past. Paul had a past. He said, I've been put in prison. I've been whipped so many times. I can't count. I faced death over and over again. I had 39 lashes. You know, the, the lashes that Jesus took. Paul got that five times. He had 39 lashes five times. He's been beaten with rod. he, rods. He was stoned. He'd been shipwrecked. He spent a whole night on a piece of wood at sea. He's been robbed. He's faced danger from people who said they loved him. Some of the disciples didn't even claim him because they thought his transformation wasn't real because he used to kill Christians and God changed his life. And now they're saying this can't be real. Do you know what type of rejection you would have to feel after you have given your life to Christ and the very people that are supposed to be supporting you now are saying that what God's done in your life is not real? Do you know how much that Paul had to carry and, and had to choose to let go? It said that on top of all of that, then God gave him a responsibility to care for people in church and to build this church. And this is what helps me understand that God's telling us to release 
because he has something better for us than anything that we've been carrying around. If you do not let this stuff go, if you do not have the faith to believe that God's plan is better than your problem, if you do not are not able to see that, that, that what happened to you is not a punishment, but it is a platform for God's glory to be seen in your life. If, if you keep holding on to this stuff, it will keep you from God's best for you. And there are too many people, and I'm sick of counseling them, and I'm sick of praying for people who their main issue is not that God wants to do more. It's that they won't let go. They won't stop holding. And there are relationships and people that you've been holding and you can't even take what's good. God says, I want to do something good for you. And you're barely holding on to the good things that God has for you. But I want you to look what Paul says in Philippians 3, verse 12. Oh, no, I'm losing things. Can I have a friend that'll help me keep my issues? Thank you for helping me stay in bondage. That's what some of y'all should text your friends on their birthday. Uh-huh. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 what, what happens what happens when your pain is legitimate my question is is it worth it not, not is it legitimate because most people are like I got a right to feel like this let me tell you yes you do I, let me validate you for every pastor who's never said it you sh- without God, you have a right to feel how you feel and hold everything you're holding. My question is, is it worth it? And Paul decided that every day he woke up after God transformed his life, that he wouldn't live in shame and guilt. Think about this. This man killed Christians and then he has an encounter with God. And he has to wake up every day and choose to let these things go. He cannot focus on the past because if he focuses on the past, he'll never be able to do what God's called him to do in the future. Paul goes on to write over one third of the entire Bible and three fourths. Uh, No, 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 no. Because that's the only good thing that's happened to me in a long time. I'm not losing that. So I'll rearrange my dysfunction. I'll rearrange my dysfunction. And I'm spending more time, effort, and energy trying to hold on to something. And I don't even know if I can get up, but I won't let it go. I can let this thing go and be able to use my hand like it was supposed to be used. But I can't let. I only have two good things that have happened to me. So I got to. You see how foolish I look? But this is how many of us look every day of our life. When God says, I have a better plan for you, I'm not letting go of my ex-husband. He should have never left us like this. And God says, stop holding him. I should My sister should have protected me. She saw what was happening. You don't even know what's happening to her. This battle is not yours. It's the Lord. Stop holding it. And so Paul says, Philippians 3, verse 12, he says, Hey, I don't, I don't want to come off like I got this thing figured out. He said, I've not already achieved these things. And I haven't reached perfection. But I press on. Everybody say press on. Press 
Ooh, I just feel, God, this is this year of release where many of you who have been paralyzed in your present, that you're about to start pressing on. He said, I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. I'm not going to stay at the first version of myself. I'm not going to stay in this bound place where I've been broken. I'm not going to use my pain as an excuse to see God move in my present. I'm not going to stay here. Verse 13. No, I don't want you to get me wrong. I've not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing. Now, what is Paul about to focus on? Because out of everything he can focus on, look what he says. I focus on forgetting the past. What? No, 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 no. See, this is a funny thing right here. Um, no, no, no. You could just keep it right there because I I'm trying to focus on something different now. So when something falls off or I release something... The only reason I want to go after it is because I keep looking at it. Where's your focus? My question is, are you focused on what happened? Are you focused on what God is doing? Look what he says. He said, forgetting the past and looking forward for what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. I'm here to tell you that God is calling you and he wants to do more with you than you could ever do with yourself, but it can't happen until you start forgetting the past. Pastor Mike, I can't do that. I can't forget because it hurt me too bad. Write down my next point. Forgetting or the formula to forgetting is fixed focus. The formula to forgetting is fixed focus. I remember that a year and a half ago, one of my friends watched this documentary on minimalism. Okay, some of y'all seen it. We tried. God's still working on us. But we got all gung-ho about like doing less, having less. And so what we made a decision is that all of us are going into our closets and we're taking out everything we haven't worn in the past six months. And I was like, let's go. Let's let it go. Let's release. <laughs> and first off, they started coming in my closet and saying stuff was ugly. I said, who, who even asked you to come in here? <laughs> and, and then we first did a dwindle of things I couldn't wear anymore. And there were some things I was like, but no, 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 no. Two months from now. Two months from now, I'll be 10 pounds lighter. And I bought that for a specific reason. I see, I got a vision <laughs> of God using me in that shirt. Like, I, like, and so after we got over that, it was painful. And then they started taking away things that I could wear, but I had too many of them. They said, Mike, you don't need 10 jean jackets. I said, you don't understand. There's details to these jean jackets. I said, this jean jacket has a denim light wash. <laughs> this jean jacket has more. And I started telling all the reasons. They said, you can keep three. I said, what? And then what they did is they dismissed me. And they said, this is too hard for you to let go of because you keep looking at it. So if you don't have focus on what's being let go of, We'll keep it and see if you don't notice it's gone. So I left and I came back to my closet and I was like, man, I got more clothes in here than I thought. What I realized is my process of forgetting was wrapped up in what I was focusing on. 
when I kept looking at it, I kept thinking about how I couldn't live without it. But when my focus was on something else, I was able to allow things to be, everybody say, release. I came to tell you today that your process of forgetting all those things that have happened in the past is going to be wrapped up in you getting fixed focus on Jesus. See, a lot of you have had fixed focus on who offended you and what hurt you, and you've allowed that to take over your focus of who saved you, who redeemed you, who called you, who has blessed you, and you've stopped looking at the blesser, and you've looked at all the things that have hurt you. But somebody say, I'm fixing my focus. Say it like you mean it. I'm fixing my focus. Look at Proverbs 4.25. It says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes. Fix your focus on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for, for your feet. Stay on a safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Somebody say, don't get sidetracked. Stop getting sidetracked by all the little things in life that come to affect you. Stop getting sidetracked. Stop looking at them. See, because when I stop looking at them, but they're still coming, I don't even, I don't even have the opportunity to get ready to get offended. I can't even catch the offense because I didn't see it coming. You meant to hurt me, but I ain't even see it. You, you meant to make me mad, but I didn't even catch it. I am not going to fix my focus on everything that's coming my way. And that's why letting go is about what you look at. Yep. Some of the hurts and the frustrations and the people, you're going to have to let them go. But you can't look at what you're letting go. You have to look at Jesus. See, because what God has for you is so much bigger than anything you could ever have for yourself. See, what you got to realize is you've been, you've been holding on to pain and good things. But there's a God thing that God wants you to hold on to. And you cannot catch what God has for you when you're still holding what has hurt you and those who keep you right here. So, so what are you saying, Pastor Mike, today in this series, throughout this entire year? My last point, stop holding it. I know, I know your husband stepped out on you and you're trying to make it work, but you don't trust him. You're going to have to trust God. And if he told you to stay in that relationship, you're going to have to stop holding him. He's not your child. He's your helpmate. And now you're going to have to let him go and become the man of God that he's supposed to be. And if he can't do that, biblically, you have, you have the right. You can leave that thing. But if you're deciding to stay, Stop holding him to his past. Because nobody can ever fully move into what God has for them if we're still holding them to who they used to be. Paul goes on to be one of the greatest apostles. But he had to choose every day to stop holding what he used to do. Stop holding who came against him. Stop holding the good things that happened. Because even in Isaiah 43, the Bible tells us, because we start holding good things and we start thinking we're excited. But, but he tells the children of Israel, I delivered you from out of Egypt. I parted the seas. And then what did he say? In Isaiah 43, he says, forget all that. Now, hold on. What? You're telling me to forget the good things that God did? He says, it's not worthy to be compared. 
to what I'm about to do in your life. I need somebody to get the faith to believe that even the good things that have happened are not worthy to be compared to what God wants to do. His plan is to prosper you, to give you hope in a future. And so you gotta, everybody say, forget it. Because when you stop holding, your hands are open to catch not the good thing, ah, but the God thing. And this is the thing you got to realize. When I fix my focus on the God thing, it's big enough that when life starts coming at me from every angle, come on, life just start coming at me. I don't even see it. I am protected. I have found refuge. I have my focus fixed. I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because my faith is fixed on who goes before me. Life can come at me, but God isn't. I need somebody to help me in this place. My focus is standing all over this place so pastor Mike my focus is fixed I, I just I just I just keep thinking on Jesus yeah like forgive your father let him go focus on Jesus forgive your boss let them go. Focus on Jesus. Forgive your children for what they did to you after you sacrificed your whole life for them. Forgive them. Focus on Jesus. Paul is so good that all these scriptures I've read, all of them have been from Paul because he went from somebody who was killing Christians and had to forget his past and had to daily release people to somebody who could write something like Philippians chapter four, verse eight. He said, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, like, like before we go today, let me just tell you one thing. Fix your thoughts. Remember the key to forgetting your past is fixing your focus. So now you need to fix your thoughts. Somebody say, I'm going to fix my thoughts. On what? All the haters, all the problems, all the issues. No, 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 no. Fix your thoughts on what is true. I am a child of God. The number of days that God has called me to be, they're ordered by him. He has a plan. You got to fix your mind on what's true. You got to fix your mind on what's honorable, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely, what's admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and all you received from me. Paul said, I modeled this from you. I had a horrible past. I let God meet me in a moment. I allowed God to develop me. And then I got my focus fixed on not what happens to me, but what I can do to help other people become who they're called to be. And I just keep seeing Jesus. And he says, do these things. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you came to tell you today stop holding it this is what 2019 is supposed to look like for every person oh if you have faith to believe it why don't you give God a shout of praise in this building this is what it's supposed to look like but you can't fully grasp what God has for you if you're still holding your past I want to pray for everybody because today, I'm believing you're going to stop holding it. And I don't know what it is, but you do. Hands lifted all over this building. 
Father, I thank you that today you met us in this place. God, you're saying this is the year of release, and that means this is the year where we stop holding. You're going to do your part, but we're going to do our part. Father, we let go of every person, every idea, every moment that caused us pain, that has kept us paralyzed. We declare and we decree right now that you are a God that is moving us from where we have been to where you have called us to be. I come against fear. I come against doubt. I come against the, the, the paralyzation of pain, and I declare that right now we are no longer stagnant but we are letting go we are releasing we are casting our cares upon you because you care for us and today I thank you that we will not trade old things or even good things for the God thing that you have for us change us from the inside out and father this is not just the moment of release but this is the year of release do it over and over and we have faith to believe you and matter of fact god we give you praise in advance for all you're doing and all you're saying come on if you're gonna release it give god a shout of praise in this building i'm letting it go i'm letting it go i'm letting it go say that out of your mouth i'm letting it go Something's happening in our church. And now you have a part to play. This week, there are people that you're going to daily wake up and say, I'll let you go. And they're going to try to offend you again because people will throw things at you. Throw it at me, Cordell. And instead of catching it, you're going to do what? Let it go. It's going to come at you. And I'm going to dodge it. Hold on, no, it's going to come at you. Oh, you hit me, but you're not going to get a response out of me. Like, 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 like it hit me, but you're not, you're not going to get it. And it's going to come at you. And I am going to intentionally, intentionally start allowing the things that the enemy means to distract me. To become the things that fuel me to stay devoted to him. If you're in this room today. You've never made the greatest decision of your life, which is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Or rededicating your life. Like putting him back in control, releasing control. Today, I want to give you that opportunity because it's the thing that changed my life. It took me from being somebody who was addicted from pornography, who was carrying all of that baggage, who was trying to do God's will, but not letting him take control. It took me from that to a man that's not perfect, like Paul said but I'm progressing towards the mark that God has called me to. Today, I want to give you that opportunity. If you would just close your eyes and bow your head right now, not a religious moment, but for you to focus. Fix your focus right now. If you're in this room and you need to make God your Lord and Savior, I'm telling you it's the greatest decision you could ever make. Even all those who are watching online, I'm telling you, God wants you to release. The first thing you're going to have to do is release control. And so today, I want us to pray this prayer. Nobody at Transformation Church prays alone because we're a family. Amen. So let's pray this prayer together for the benefit of those who are coming to Christ. Everybody say, God, I release control and I give it to you. I stop holding my past and my present and I give it to you. Thank you for living and dying just for me. And today, I ask you to be the Lord of my life. 
Change me. Renew me. Transform me. I'm yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. God, we thank you for what you're doing. And listen, we have people in every service who gave their life to Christ. And if you just did that in this service, I'm telling you, everything is beginning to change for you. And, and I want you on the count of three, if you made that decision, I want you to lift your hand. Why are you saying that? Because I want you to start building your faith because you're gonna have to step out and do things when other people aren't gonna do them. And in this place, we wanna celebrate you. The Bible tells us if one person gives their life to Christ, all of heaven turns up and starts throwing a party. And Transformation Church is an extension of heaven. As it is in heaven, let it be right here on earth. And so we wanna celebrate you. We believe in you and we know that this is the start of a brand new season in your life. If you made that decision, let us see it. One, you made the greatest decision of your life. Two, we are so proud of you and so is God. Three, you made the decision for Jesus Christ in this place today. Is there anybody? Do I see any hands? I see you, my brother. God bless you. Anybody else? Glory to God. It's over one person. Hear me. This is what it's all about. And I'm declaring over you, this is the year of release. But you gotta, everybody say, stop holding. I declare and I believe this is a new season in our life. And if you have faith to believe it, will you give God a shout of praise in this building? Come on, let's thank God. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our TC app or at transformchurch.us forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and live a transformed life.